Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Lightweights? Today we have social media superstar, YouTube powerhouse, pro scooterer, Corey Funk. What's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by. Two channels, Funk Bros and your own channel. Yes. I'm just so stoked that you're here because I am a fan of your content. The scootering stuff, all the extreme stuff that you do, like... The trampolines, it's so eye-catching, which I think is so rare, especially now. Yeah. People are kind of just like screaming at the camera, but what you're doing is so visually appealing. Yeah. Um, when you're coming up with ideas, are you trying to think of things that are constantly stimulating throughout the whole video? No, I just, I like coming up with things or ideas, I would say, that have to do with the things that I really want to do and what people actually want to see, you know, like there's a lot of things that if I want to do, I just don't film it. And if there's things that a, like I want to do it and I think it's going to be good for a video, I'll build it and do it in my backyard. Like ever since we got kicked out and got like threatened to be sued from people out here in California, I decided to move out to Texas and that's where like now I'm starting to do a lot of the crazy things I'm doing now. Who is start threatening to sue you neighbors? Yeah. Neighbors just like, you know, I, I even before I moved in, like was like peaceful with them like hey like hey we do youtube we don't smoke we don't drink we don't stay up late at night we just work during the day we don't make too much noise just let us know if this is ever an issue like nope should be fine i mean just like went bad from there oh what was the issue just like you're doing crazy stuff yeah just us like playing tag with cars like that was like one of the fun videos that we did so we just play tagged with cars like we hit each other with the cars that we buy so that was really funny to do, um, but the neighbors didn't really like it too much, um, but they never really asked to stop, you know? Um, it was kind of an interesting process, but yeah, that hurt. There was one video that really sticks out to me is when you're driving the little toy cars through the irrigation tunnels. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you know what's at the other end? How do you know that it's not blocked off halfway? Well, when you go down those things, you kind of just like, well, you actually walk up it too. So you can just like go down and see it. We actually clear out everything and whatnot. So, I mean, these videos are kind of interesting to kind of to film because like I didn't plan for that one to do any good. I was just like, oh, I remember we went down this huge thing. I'm like, Let's, I don't know. What could we do? And I just like looked around from the things we had. And that was filmed a long time ago. That was filmed like when I was just like trying to grind and do any idea I ever thought of. And it just threw them up for them to hopefully do good. Oh, and like that one did well. But that one was fun, too. Yeah, that one was just that one was terrifying for me because it, it did really well on TikTok, too. Did it? People loved it. Yeah, they had no idea because all they saw was them at the us at the top and then us just going down. My TikTok got banned. So oh. just like two days ago. Your actual TikTok account? Yeah, I just got banned like two days ago. Why? Uh, violating community guidelines for some reason. Was it dangerous? Like a dangerous stunt? No. Um, I mean, it was, but it wasn't anything that out of the ordinary. It was just the regular things I posted everywhere else. You know. But what's interesting is TikTok hired me, paid me to make an ad on TikTok telling everyone how to be safe on TikTok when doing stunts, and then my account got taken down. It has 300 million views. TikTok paid to promote my video of how to be safe. And then took your account down. Yeah. I just, I don't understand it. Are but you that, work- that was interesting, though. Are you working on getting it back? Yeah, I just have people on it. So, But if anybody knows how to, let me know, please. <laughs> how big is your team right now? Oh, so that's okay. That's interesting. So before, 
with my team, this has been a, a really big struggle for business and whatnot because all of it was done for me before. Like, I think it's really, really important for people to be pushed out of the nest early and have to fend for themselves and learn how to go over some of these battles because, because trying to learn how to control and, and deal with my business and, and, and understand like how things work was like probably the biggest downfall for me for how, how, it, how I got to where I am now because I've been doing YouTube for seven years and I should have learned how to do it three years in, but I didn't, I learned now when I'm like six years into it, sorry, didn't do it for six years. So right now my team is now like seven people, but it went, it went from like, like eight people to like two and then back up, which was crazy because, um, we, I didn't know how to do it. Cause I had one employee actually is now my girlfriend do all of it for me. And then I learned after that how I need to do it. Um, but yeah, right now I believe I have two editors. So I have a co-editor and editor. I have a creative director. I have a creative director for the other channel. And then I have an assistant that just helps me out with everything that I have going on. And then I have like, uh, thumbnail editors that are contracted out. So contracted people are kind of like the one thing I like to bounce around with and kind of find the one person that I like to work with the most. And then I'm like, okay, I'd love to like work with you, not like per thumbnail base or per whatever basis. It'd just be like all the time now. So I'm right now I'm in the phase of doing that. And once I can get things running smoothly where they can a run by itself. Right. And then B, I want to have it grow by itself too. And then, so now figuring out how to go from the point from now being this YouTuber, that's, tied into how do I say it tied into the hamster wheel of YouTube you have to create content and then put it out and your team relies on the content creator to live right if the content creator just disappears the whole company will fall apart so I want to I want to try to figure out how I can replace like say myself um, not now but in the near future to where I'm not obligated to have to be a part of these things or it's a lot quicker and easier for me to do like say a video takes me one hour instead of takes me a whole week to do because I like to be building them. I like to be shooting them. I like to be a part of the whole process. And I love YouTube. Even if I had a billion dollars, I think I'd, I 100% actually would still make YouTube videos. It's just right now it feels a little bit like I have to. Um, and I want it to feel more of like a want to. Which it is 100% feels like a want to. I just don't want it to feel like I have to sometimes. What were your first videos like? Just us, me and my brothers hanging out. Just just literally we'd go out to the skate parks um, we actually started fil filming 15 years ago, just riding scooters and just doing all the stuff like at the skate parks, just showing our best tricks. We used to make these things called like mini videos or edits of us riding scooters and doing like all these crazy tricks. And then uh, after we started like getting better, we just started making better edits and starting to get better at it. And then, you know, then six years ago, we just started making daily vlogs. Um, and that's kind of like how we fell into it. At what point did you realize you were really onto something where you had an audience that was interested in what you were doing? Because, um, like, what you guys do is just so cool for anybody to see, like, these cool scooter guys going around just doing crazy tricks. Yeah, we did a video of us at the skate park, and we filled this skate park with packing peanuts, like, all the way inside of, like, a bowl. So, like, basically, it's, like, this huge bowl that you ride instead of like a half pipe it's like all around so like imagine just like a cereal bowl and we filled it up with packing peanuts like rode around and we're like this is so cool we posted the video did like whatever and we're like oh let's just fill this trampoline because the net goes up and it was just so like skinny that it just filled it up all the way to the very top so we had like four packing peanut bags and they cost us like 120 bucks maybe that video got like 10 million views 
And that was like, whoa, like what, what the heck happened? And so that was what launched our channel and like made it go crazy. And then we just continued doing videos that was around that were around that and people loved it. And I feel that's where we kind of started to transfer like, oh, people are really liking this. And that's what made us realize like, like it, it doesn't just have to be about like the audience that we were reaching before. It could be about reaching a whole audience of the world instead of just that area. So we're like, oh, we can kind of like go in towards that too because, you know, these are also fun for us to do. And also writing for 15 years does take a toll on your body. So I can't continue doing that all the time. And that was you and your brother? Yes. How'd you guys divvy up the responsibilities of ideas, shooting, editing, posting? kind of just went back and forth. Like between two brothers, it's it's not like an employee and employee. It's a boss and a boss. So it's not like... I can tell him what to do or he can tell me what to do. It's kind of like like if if you're really good at, you know, thumbnails and you like doing it, it's like, oh, you, you can do that, right? So kind of when it came down to like the editing and like stuff like that, my brother really liked it, but I also kind of helped, you know, sometimes was like, oh, I don't feel like editing this video, so I would do it. But it was just more of a back and forth trade. So that's kind of like how that went. Right. Yeah. You rode your scooter with Nitro Circus. Yes. Do you mind sharing what Nitro Circus what? Yeah, so Nitro Circus is a uh, – it's basically like an ac extreme action sports show where they kind of just show up in like a stadium and they put these huge ramps and FMX ramps and basically the entire show is us doing tricks over these mega ramps that are 40-foot gaps and we go in like 40 feet up in the air and we're doing double flips and stuff like that. And literally uh, there's like all kinds of stuff they do contraptions which is like miniature toy cars which is kind of what gave me the inspiration for like doing toy cars down the downhill tunnels i was like oh let's just go 40 miles an hour through this tunnel um they have unicycles penny farland bikes the ones with the really big wheels in the small the really big wheel in the front and the small one in the back they go down it and jump the mega ramp with like these weird contraptions and then like motorcycles and stuff like that too but Nitro Circus, we traveled like over 14 states and we also vlogged this entire journey of us doing that, me and my brother. So we traveled everywhere doing that and that was a really interesting experience. Uh, and almost right after that, I think that's when we did the trampoline filling things and that's when it all started blowing up. When you're performing these tricks in front of a crowd versus doing it at home by yourself, how much practice goes into it? Like I would just say like before the show, what was really weird, which blew my mind, it was just so crazy because we just were riding for 15 years and then we got this opportunity like, hey, do you want to ride at this mega ramp? And I was like, oh, let's do, go for it. What's we a mega ramp? How big? The mega ramp, like the Nitro Circus ramp they use at the – so a mega ramp is like where you go down this uh, this huge ramp and you go off another one and it's a 40-foot gap and you land on another like big landing. You're not scared when you see that? No, I don't, it's kind of – I'm kind of used to it. For, is that like a gradual growth? Like, yeah, it's gradual. It's not like super in like super fast. No, I'm sorry. I mean, like you did like your first 10 foot gap, yes. and then your 20 foot gap, and then you're like, I think I could do this 40 foot gap. Yeah. Well, I guess what it is is like I haven't really got to like a 40 foot. It kind of goes from like 10 to like a 30 foot, 35. There's no like between. What happens is like you just go up there, and then the people are like, Oh yeah, just like go this fast and drag your foot like at this spot, and then you'll make it. And you're like, Okay, so you like that trust easy? that that works, yeah. So. Yeah, we but when when we showed up to this place, we're like, hey, you want to ride Mega Ramp? So we go and ride it for the day. And then after like a day of riding, they came up to my brother and they're like, hey, do you want to go on on tour? And I was like, we were like, what? On tour? Like, yeah, you can we, we leave tomorrow. And I was like, what? So it's just crazy how like life changes like that in a second where you're just like opportunity arises and just comes like straight at you that quickly. It was obviously a no brainer. You 
yeah, jumped yeah. on the opportunity. Well, what happened was only one of us got the opportunity, but we asked them, hey, can you split it and then take both of us? And so we basically got split pay and we went on this whole adventure together. How did everyone treat you guys? Because you were vlogging at that time. And scooter riders. They don't, they don't treat scooter riders the best. Um, they as in the other guys? Like I would say every other sport is not as respected. Like think about it. X Games doesn't have scooters in it, right? Um, there is no like huge like team for Nike for scooters. It's all skateboards and bikes, right? Red Bull doesn't have it, right? So like one of my goals is to kind of get with a company of one of these big brands and be one of the first like crazy, uh, you know, scooter riders for Red Bull or one of those brands, you know, with having a reach, but also being a professional, I think it's possible. And that's like one of my goals is to do that too. How old are you? Uh, I'm 27 right now. So I feel, I don't know why I feel old, but young at the same time. At what age do most extreme athletes kind of slow down at? I don't know when they slow down. I feel like they would slow down once they start feeling it. Like I went rode for like 10 minutes at this other place and my lower back just started killing me. And I'm like, ugh. but when I ride mega ramp, it doesn't hurt. It's super interesting. Cause when you, when you flying up in the air and you land gradual, instead of just like jump, jump, jumping, like constant it's just really like i don't know it's really hard on your body like constantly jumping on concrete to concrete instead of just jumping like off a big ramp on onto like a softer like pad that can catch your like all the speed and momentum you have not like landing flat it's it's hard to just explain i guess if i took you to a skate park right now do you just visually see what you're gonna do yeah you can see the lines like you can see like oh i'm gonna jump from this ramp to this one it's like you when you're running, you don't run towards walls. You know, you just know like, oh, I can't go that direction. So that's that's not an option for me to go that way, you know, or like, oh, I'll hit this or I'll run into this. You know, for me, that's how I ride. Do you ever go to the Venice skate park? Yeah, that's one of my favorite skate parks. I don't care about the skaters. Why? Oh, they'll give you crap. They'll call you names, but I don't care. Because you're a scooter? Yeah. Who cares? But but it, that's what matters that like it's like it's super interesting, but uh it's always been like a big deal, but it always hasn't been at the same time. It's like, it's such a small thing to care about. Like it's just a scooter. It's just something I stand on, you know, like why not like it? It's just a piece of metal, but yet they have a problem with it. I don't care. I'm just going to move on and continue riding and have fun. Like, I don't care. You said they don't have scooters in the X games. Yes. Why is that? I don't know. And I just don't think, uh, well, a, they didn't, they don't have rollerblades in X games anymore. I think the reason for that is because the crowd of who watched it don't really want to watch it or care to watch it. So I'm not sure if X Games deems it not as like a interesting enough sport to put in. But um, I think there's definitely a big possibility for that to come alive and, and see what happens with that. But I think it should be tried. I think it should do it, put in the Olympics or just something like that. It's crazy how versatile a person can be on a scooter versus every other sport. There are more tricks like statistically like that you can do on a scooter it's quite insane do you view your scooter and your camera almost as a ticket to see the entire world oh um i i would say that the camera and the scooter is a ticket to my perspective of the world just because it's my thing doesn't mean it's the world you know, like I can pick up a guitar and be straight into your world right because I see a guitar sitting behind you so like if people want to live or be a part of that life, I mean, just kind of being a part of like trying it, you know, you know, I can't just 
This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. If you don't know, Rosetta Stone is the number one most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. That's right. You can now immerse yourself in the language you want to learn. So whether you're traveling abroad or you want to watch some foreign movies and TV shows, break down the communication barriers with Rosetta Stone. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, the list goes on and on. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Pick up the language naturally, first with the words, then phrases, then sentences. It's designed for long-term retention. Plus, there's the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer, but for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That is 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem now for 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say that. You know, I don't know. I guess I guess that's, that's how I'd put it. When you're doing these death-defying gaps... 30-foot jumps, fence gaps with spikes, mega ramps. What's it like going down it for the first time? Do you ever panic? Because as a guy who goes down on a snowboard, my feet always give out. When I'm riding a moped, I always fall and break my entire arm. I can't fathom what you're thinking. Yeah, so, so that's a perfect point. And I learned this when I was like maybe 10, when I did my first backflip is if you half commit, you land on your head. And yes. if you fully commit, you land on your feet. So you have to fully commit when you do these things, like when you're pushing yourself. So it's like, I think a guy said this in Dirty Jobs. I forgot the, the guy that- Mike Rowe. Okay, so Mike Rowe said in Dirty Jobs that safety isn't first, safety is third. You have to focus at the job in hand or the safety is gone, right? So if you focus at the job at hand and then you go in it with knowing what you need to do and then you're safe with it, then you'll have a good job. So same with going down the mega ramp. I can't just be freaking out the whole time I'm going down it. I have to look at what I have to do. I have to think about what I have to do. I have to sit there, buck up, right? And just go down it and then just know that, all right, I'm going to be good as long as I do these simple steps, right? And you have to like, you have to be like there for it. I guess, you know, when people go in like that tunnel vision, like you can go into that, but as long as you know how to, you're, you still have that muscle memory while in that tunnel vision. And it kind of just comes with over time of doing it so so often. Like Have you what, ever injured yourself? Yeah, I've, I've injured myself before, um, but not too bad. A lot. My worst ones are just more concussions. Like I feel like I'm at a point where I I I don't know. I don't know if I've always been like this, but I forget things, and I'm not sure if that's just how I've always been, or if that's because of the concussions. And I can't really just like, oh, is it because of this? I can't ask my parents because like 
I've all, I've always I've had like little issues learning in school and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, it's it's just how he is, or am I actually like, is it are the concussions actually getting to me? So that's the only like bad thing. I've dislocated my ankle, but it's okay now. Do you ever fear doing certain jumps and gaps? Ooh, I would say not as much anymore because I'm not pushing myself to that. But I would say sometimes the mega ramp. Like, cause you can fall off the sides and when you're going, lo- when you're getting launched that high in the air and you like kind of just like turn a little bit, like two inches off the lip here, you'll literally end eight feet over here. And that could be on the edge of the mega ramp where you fall off the side. Growing up, who, who'd you watch? What inspired you? Ooh, I would just say just all the people in the sport, like just some of the, some of the OG riders and stuff like that. Um, the r- original gangster riders, I guess what they call them. I guess that's what OG stands for. Um, just some of the just some of the uh, the extreme athletes, you know, growing up just in the scooter community world, are the people that I would watch. There's a lot of them, but it's just like a really underground community. And was scootering just the first thing you picked up, and you realized you were good at it? Um, I did everything. I guess when we went to a skate park, we ran into like other people doing it. And for for most people, when you get on a skateboard, you fall. When you get on a bike, it's hard to do your first trick. But when you get on a scooter, it's easy to ride, and it's easy to do your first trick, like a tail whip. So then I guess that's what got me in. I was like, oh, cool. It's easy to ride, and it's easy to start doing tricks. So I'm going to do this. But also, it's unlimited the amount of tricks because it's so easy to, to get on and so easy to maneuver. Now the tricks are endless, the endless amount of tricks, right? Bikes are heavy, so they're harder to get around tricks. So you can't do an endless amount, right? And skateboards are too easy to hold, they're too hard to hold on to. And the only thing you can touch it with is basically your feet. So then that means it's kind of harder to, you know, maneuver with other things that you can do with it, right? There's only so many ways a skateboard can flip. And so the tricks kind of end at that point. You know the meme. How many times have you kicked your ankle with your scooter? You know, it's funny. After like the first two years, it doesn't happen anymore. Really? Yeah. The worst thing though is when it falls on the ground and you fall on the scooter. Oh. Because it's just like a, like a board. And it just, yeah, I've had the bars hit me in the chest. I had like a half C in my chest from the bars like landing in the ground. And then, uh, but it's like kicking your shin when the scooter's flat on the ground is what really hurts. Wow. Yeah. After this, I'll, I saw a little spot out there. I'll flip it on my scooter. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. swear. That'd be sick. Yeah, I want to show you actually. Okay. So you have two channels, Funk Bros, 6 yeah. million YouTube subscribers, your own personal channel, over a million. What are you doing now with both those channels? So right now, uh, with Funk Bros channel, me and my brother started it, and my brother has been—he uh, just had three kids. Congrats, so, Mazel! Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> and he's about—he wants to have like four, maybe five kids. I'm not sure how many he's going to go to, um, but that's for him to figure out. You know, fatherhood's going to be so different for him. So I'm excited for him, though. It's really cool. I'm probably—I'm actually going to see him after this, so I'll say hi. But. He's having his kids and I'm going out and chasing my dreams, right? I've got denied twice by these these uh, uh, these neighbors, right? We moved twice and at this point I moved to Texas and that's my third move. So I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I just want to get the things that I want to do done, right? Creating a, I bought an industrial size water slide, <laughs> creating a mega ramp at my house, creating a slip and fly that's 12 feet tall, launches people 50 feet in the air. I'm not joking, the video is like insane. Um, and so with these things happening, I'm looking at Funk Bros as like this opportunity to do these things I've always wanted to do without anybody stopping me. You know, I live in the middle of nowhere out of Dallas, like an hour 30 out of Dallas. So it's like really in the middle of nowhere. So no one can really be like, hey, you can't do this. I'm like, well, I have 30 acres of property. So it's like kind of really can't do that. I can shoot on my property with guns and no one will even care. 
Um, but with the Funkverse channel, I'm literally just going to take this channel as the opportunity to kind of create the coolest place ever, which I called Rush Park, and then do all of this fun stuff that I've always wanted to do. Um, and my brother is helping me out through the process of it, but it might not be there as much uh, throughout the process, but he's more behind the scenes. Um, and so with the Corey Funk channel, it's more of my personal things with the things I've always wanted to do with like cars and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to be buying and building cars that I've always wanted to like get and like doing, you know, new experiments or you know, going everywhere I want to go and kind of have to do with all cars and motor vehicles. I'd say like that because, uh, I see most people that have been in the action sports industry swap over to like vehicles and cars because they've been so used to all this fast moving stuff. So when you get to cars, it's like fast moving, but it doesn't hurt your body as much. So I feel like a lot of action sport people get to automotive stuff. Um, and it's, it's pretty interesting how the switch happens. But Would you ever get a roller coaster? That is actually like my, that's my end next all video. Thing. No, that's my end all thing. Like it's so expensive. Like I've been looking at them, but that's I really such wanna... a cre Can you imagine if you told yourself this as a kid? I'm yeah. going to be looking for a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, I bought a water slide, like a real water slide. You go to a water park and you see a water slide. I bought one of those. Where was it from? Okay. So it was originally in Tennessee and it was a resort and the resort closed down. And so they had this big thing up there. Um, and they just, these, these people need to get rid of it. So we found it online for sale for like, I think like 40 K or something like that. And I was like, this is really cool, but that's expensive, so I can't do that. And they, like, started talking down the price, and we got it for 18 k And it was, like, a perfectly good slide. But then when they delivered it, they chopped it up, and it's, like, totally ruined now. Did they chop it up thinking that you could easily put it together? No, they chopped it up um, because the company is called Fix My Slide, and they were going to fix it for me but charge me how much it cost for them that they ruined it. So, And that's what we found out after the fact because I'm looking at this. I'm literally – and this was, like, 10 days ago. I'm literally looking at this piece of metal, and I'm like – you don't just accidentally do this. Like I know how to take this apart and this happens by like, f like not by force, but like if you just took out two bolts, it wouldn't, that whole situation wouldn't have happened. And they just kind of like did a whole process way different than I feel they should have done it. And they made it so much harder for the, for me and my team. I mean, the whole thing is on YouTube now. So what's, yeah. the, what's the update with everything now? Uh, so now I'm actually just going forward. I'm going to be building the water slide myself. So, You're such a badass. So I'm going to be connecting with um, with big companies, like any tool brands, any welding brands, right, any okay. brands that have to do yeah construction, stuff like that. So um, I'm going to be building this water slide in my yard with a bunch of people. And I'm going to make it come to life uh, just to be the first YouTuber to build like a water slide at the house. But not only that, this tower is going to be like the main thing for everything. Like I'm going to have the mega ramp coming from the tower. I'm going to have like the slip and fly go off the tower because, you know, everything I have now are just testing to get to that point when I don't have to like use a car to get speed to go off the slip and fly. Right. I can use a big tower and a down ramp to go off the slide. And, uh, that's the overall goal is to kind of like get that one thing that's going to help like launch the rest of it. And then that next thing that's going to help launch the whole next part of the, you know, like the season, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to explain. The slide's a little beat up, right? Very beat up. So how, it makes more sense to just refurbish it, if that's the right word, rather than find a different one? Yeah, I mean, when you just kind of like take it apart in places like, oh, here's the metal and then here's like the fiberglass for the actual slide you slide on, right? Um, you can just look at the slide and be like, oh, I just dropped these off at like a body shop for like car stuff and they can fix that part. And then you look at the metals and you're like, okay, I just need a fabricator to refabricate this old stuff. And it's just really like, if they didn't cut it up, 
we would probably already have the tower up. That's what sucks. Is most of the metal they cut up, not like the slide stuff they broke. And that's where I that's where I realized ten days ago. I was like, wow, like if they didn't do that, this would have been like so much quicker. And what sucks is I paid six thousand dollars for uh, a U-Haul, or I I paid six thousand dollars for a delivery truck to deliver it, and they used a U-Haul. And because the pieces didn't fit in the truck, they cut like I think it was maybe a five thousand to ten thousand dollar just like poles and just cut like six of them and we have to like re-put them back together which is going to be like an hour each do you think that was intentional see i can't go in assuming that it was intentional but all i can say is that that's what they did and i think it's very rude (laughs) you know (laughs) that's the best response it's just so rude i think it's rude (laughs) that's just so bad this is so mean you know i can tell you what i have but i don't know what their intentions were i feel their intentions were to definitely just get more money out of me because they think i'm a youtuber that's rich but i just put all my money into my house and this dream that i have yeah and i'm just like going for it like i literally if the videos were not holding through like i would probably not be in the position i'm in right now which is very tough but i just said screw it i really wanted this so bad is this your dream home that you're in now it is and it isn't if it was like here then yes 100 percent. well i wouldn't say la i would just say like California. Not, not 18 hours away from family and my friends and the place I grew up. Like, it was the first time I ever like moved away. Like, my girlfriend originally lived in Nebraska and she said, "I want, I want it." So she moved here for what she wanted. And I was like, "Well, I want this too." I was like, and that inspired me. So I was like, "I'm gonna move out and I'm gonna do what I want so I can get what I want in my life." And so I guess that's what inspired me the most. And now your whole dream is to build this insane water park, awesome house, and everything's gonna be filmed exclusively on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Rush Park and or a Funk Bros and uh, Corey Funk, yeah, yeah. It's not even necessarily like a water park. It's just more of like an action sports park. Is but it gonna it be open? Everything is it open to the public? See, I don't know what my goals are yet. It's just once I figure out what it, this is gonna all turn into, then I'll know. Like, say like people really love this and videos are like getting ten million views across every, all platforms. Then I'm just like, okay, well, let's just make like 10 of these and put them everywhere. You know, like David Dobrik, like took his pizza place and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make pizza a place because like people love pizza. I love pizza. And like there's a spot available for my favorite place. Like he saw that opportunity and it's like, I just have to see where this takes me. It's hard to make a five year, a five year plan when you're like, okay, well, there's like five options here. So I, I need like an A, B, C, D option plan for what is going to happen here. Like, am I just going to do YouTube for two years and then just like, oh, I want someone else to probably come in and like be like a host for it or is it going to be something where I'm still going to be in front of the camera or is it going to be something where I sell the, the channel or am I going to make multiple rush parks or am I just going to have that place be a place where all creators can go and film or am I going to have it a place where it's a private place where people can rent out like an Airbnb like there's so many options of what could happen with it you know and because it's out in the middle of nowhere and that's why I'm this is what I'm understanding now is all the coolest places are in the middle of nowhere for a reason is because they can do whatever they want and go and do. So like all those cool places, like I said, surf ranch. Oh, did I turn off? So all those places that are in the middle of nowhere, like uh, Woodward or surf ranch, or um, I think there's a place called like big Joe's tavern or something. It's like in, it's like in, uh, in Florida, all these places are in the middle of nowhere because they can do whatever they want and they have acres and acres of property um woodward pennsylvania i don't know if, I, I can't think of anything else right at off the top of my head but that's why these places in the middle of nowhere they can literally do whatever they want with the land the land's cheap yeah are you familiar with anyone who has sold their youtube channel no i'm not actually have you do you know anybody 
Mm, I mean, Lucas Cruikshank, who is Fred. Oh, okay. But I don't know the inner workings of it. He's the only one that I'm familiar with that he sold it, I think. I think. I could be wrong. Yeah, that's interesting. I know. I've never, like, I only considered as, like, what's my exit plan? And and, and my exit plan is strictly on, like, what's going to make me happy. Right. You know, what's going to really further my life and, and, you know, my future children and my future wife and my future whatever it may be that's going to make me a happy, healthy life and, you know. I don't know. I think really, really far ahead when it comes to those things because I want, I want what's best for everything. I guess not just for like me right now. What's good, you know? Like I'm driving around like a old crappy Honda I used for. You know the? Did you see the video where I I'm using a Honda to pull people off the slip and fly? Like I'm using it as a winch, like for them to get launched off. I drive that car around right now just because like I just want every. I put everything in the videos and I'm like, oh, I'll just drive this car around for right now. And that's what like made me go like, oh, you know what? Like maybe I should be like focusing on cars. I really like cars. Like I can't believe I'm doing this right now. But it's like it's okay right now. I'm okay with it. I just I that's what I'm just focused on, I guess. Yeah. So and yeah, I'm, I'm just going for it, I guess. Yeah, you have so many crazy ideas. Even five hundred Roman candles lit at the same time. Oh yeah, that's fun. That is fun. You're not scared during that even? No, there's so many so that's what's stupid is like there's a difference from being stupid and being like uh, recklessly careful yeah well i would say like m- my dad said to me this one time and it like always stuck with me if you're going to be stupid be smart about being stupid right so what's your exit plan i always have like an exit plan in it like you're going through a skate park well you can't do that because you're going to hit this wall or you're going to hit this thing right so it's like i'm holding this thing i'm like okay well what are you going to do all right i'll wet down the entire suit i'm wearing okay well i'm not going to hold it like the thing that makes a grenade like dangerous is if you hold a grenade or like not if you hold a grenade but the grenade is 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 compact it's uh all, all the stuff that's inside of it is compact in it so that's what makes it explode so if i'm not holding the thing that's exploding it's it's not going to completely hurt me if i'm standing let's say a little bit for, like if i'm not holding all the 500 roman candles if you if you understand that i'm holding a piece of tape and then i'm also have gloves on and a full fire suit and a full face mask and a full like wet suit under underneath it and everything so it is flushed out the, what do you mean? Like Your idea out? is fleshed out to make sure that it is safe for you. Yeah, well, it's like it's safe. It's safe to in like an extent. It's not like I'm not going to die and I'm not going to get third degree burns. It's just like, oh, okay, well, that was annoying, and then I'll just be good. Right. Like it's it's like it's not going to kill me, and I would never put myself in harm's way of that because I don't think that would, you know, I because I don't think that it would go as catastrophic. Like maybe one or two of the Roman candles would go bad, but not all 500 at the same time. Right. You know, like I, I the likeliness of that happening is just like a whole firework shop going up in flames. Yeah. You know, so, but that's more likely if anything, because if one gets caught, then they're screwed. What's your day to day like now? What is my day to day like now? Um, just get up and then just start getting the business organized. The, um, just start, the content creation business. Yeah. Just, just all of the YouTube stuff. Just my goal is to focus on. Just bring it a little closer to you. Yeah. Sorry. I was burping. Um, <laughs> my my goal is to kind of just fix the business, I guess, and bring it back to life, wanting to automate the system, making sure everyone knows what they're doing, making sure that everything is running smoothly. Um, I guess that's what my day-to-day looks like right now because I'm just so focused on making sure that like everything is running smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. And your content's so cool because it translates to all different platforms, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat? Yeah. How's Snapchat for you? Snapchat's been cool. It's yeah. been interesting. It's just been the same as 
uh, YouTube just a hamster wheel, just like it all is on this, you know, this one. It's it, it. What sucks is it deletes itself after 24 hours. So it's just kind of like a hamster wheel, like like slaving away for another uh, application where it's I kind of don't want it to feel like that. I don't want it to feel like I'm always having to slave away for it. Um, so it's been interesting. I, I have someone that does that posts for me. I just take pictures and they post it because I want to be able to live a, a happy and fruitful life and not have to sit there on my phone all day, every day. You know, I want to live my life, not try to make a life all day. But, you know, there's there's an extent I should be able to doing it for like, you know, however many years I need to do it. And then I should be done, I say, you know, done, done having to do it instead of wanting, wanting to do it just to do it. If that makes sense. Totally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's I guess the goal is like I want to do the things that people will watch and they'll be like, this is so cool. This is so awesome. I want to be there. This is so much fun. Like this video. I'm so excited for another one. Like I, there's only like a couple channels where I'm just like, dude, I'm so excited for these for another another video. Whose videos are those? Whistle and Diesel. Right now, I really feel and resonate with like the type of content he makes. I don't know if sure if you're familiar with it, but it's not just like a video just to make it. It's a video that's like, wow, I watched that and I'm like, wow, that like that was just like so interesting or so different or so new, and I really enjoy watching videos that I don't know, just so like full of rich content, you know, than just the same old thing that people would get to see every day. I feel like you've succeeded with that with your channel because you could show your channel to anybody and they're going to be completely intrigued just by how colorful and fun and vibrant everything looks. I hope. I hope. I mean, it's hard to take an outside perspective when when you're only living it every single day. You know, it's always been super hard to... It's hard getting the outside perspective of your own life. You know, how, you're the one living it. How high is the tier for what you share online? Do you think that you hold yourself to a really high standard? Elaborate. When you film something, if you don't film it properly, are you going to not share it? Are you going to try and reshoot it? Are you frustrated that it didn't come out how you wanted it? So you're just over it and you're on to the next idea? Or is everything fun? Everything can be posted because as long as you're having a good time, that's really what matters. I'd say right now, like I have a, I have a brand, a brand like goal. Like, and the goal is like, I want a, I see it fits like what I've been doing. Right. And if it doesn't fit what I've been doing and it's just like, feels like, oh, we're doing it just to do it. That's filler content. And I don't want to do that anymore. But I also don't want to like suppress myself at the same time. But I know that that's the stuff that I don't, I didn't enjoy a filming it. I didn't really want to in the first place. And so I feel like for sure I am, uh, I'm definitely picky with the things that I want to go out and hold myself to a high standard for sure. Cause I want, I want the stuff. I, I know that it's just like a snowball effect and exactly how, you know, some of these bigger creators out here are doing things like people can do it differently for sure too. So I want, my goal is to kind of do it differently than everyone else has and be like in a, in a way, in a sense, but my own, like this generation's Rob Deerdeck or Travis Pastrana land, like, cause they made their own places at their house, but mine's different. Like I'm building a water slide and a slip and fly and neither of them had either of those things yet. They lacked so much other stuff that I wanted to see. I'm like, why don't they do this? Like there's so much available here. Like, yes, I'm still going to be able to build a mega ramp and they have that. Um, but they've never built like a huge water slide or, you know, all this other kind of stuff that I've have in my mind, 
you know, to do. So that's kind of some, that's kind of like some of the stuff that like my huge goals are. How long do you envision until Rush Park is finished? It's in a perfect world. In a perfect world? Yeah. A year. That's, really? That's what it would be. Well, like if you think about it, like if I'm getting brands on it every day and I'm getting builders, right? And the builders are there every day and you know, I have a team ru running clockwork and people are doing thumbnails on time and people are doing the ideation on time and we have people over and we're having fun, always filming. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it could get done fairly quick. And I wouldn't say, like, it's subjective when Rush Park is finished. You know, it's finished when it's like, oh, well, we ran out of land to, to build on what's kind of full. Like, I don't know. It probably wouldn't take a year. Probably take a little bit longer, but I mean, it's more of how, how well do things start flowing? You know, a lot of these brands that want to, that want to work with, they're just like, give me a great idea and then we'll fund it. And it's like, okay, we'll, we'll think of those great ideas so we can get that. But it's kind of hard to think of that sometimes. It's kind of hard to think of like those ideas that they deem is going to be that amazing idea. Would you do a wave pool? Yeah. I was thinking of actually not a wave pool, but like lazy river. No, no, no. You know those, you know those things you can surf on. Yes. And like they have jet engines. I was thinking of like creating something like that, but it like if you fall, it just launches you off into the lake. That's sick. Yeah. So you can like surf and then just launch. And my buddy actually thought of an idea of how to do it. You just have to get a jet engine, like a like a a boat jet, like water jet or something like that. And you just set up like three of them, and then all the water will be shot flat over like a three foot span. And you do that three times, and then you'll have all the water just like flying through. What are you? Are you like a handy car guy? I don't know. Engineer? I don't know how I got here. It's weird. Like I do and don't know a lot of things. Because the like your language that you speak is just so foreign to me. I'm like, how do you like fucking like in your videos, you're taking rulers and you're building your own half pipes. Yeah. And like I could barely turn on the lights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just something I've always enjoyed. I've always if, if I wasn't doing YouTube, I'd be an architect. I think that's I think that would best understand where my mind's at. I've always played with Legos. I've always understood. I've always wanted to take things apart, learn how they work and kind of or just understand how they work because I just can look at something and just be like, well, how would I do that better? Or did how do they do that? And why does it work so well? And then I just kind of just think about it or I look it up and then I'm like, OK, cool. That was that was good. And I just like swipe it away and I'm like done learning about it. But then I just start getting a little bit of knowledge about everything. But I don't know how to do it. You know, it's it's I don't know, just the way I think about it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I don't know. Mine works interesting in ways. Why'd you keep one eye closed at the stalker prank at the Riverside house? <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, so I could see better in the dark and then my other eye would see better in the light. What's the fastest race time from multi-view to the Calico commons? <laughs> this is so interesting. <laughs> these are such interesting things. I don't know how you got these. Um, a minute and 50 seconds. But to elaborate on that, I used to watch this anime show. It's all about racing. And I started getting really into it. It's called Initial D. And literally, I lived on a mountain. And I used to race my car down and try to get a really fast time. And then it became this thing where all my friends did it. But not only that, like this guy that lived close to me, he's very wealthy. And he has a really fast car. And he started doing it too. And then we started like racing for these really stupid times. And he got like a 148. And then I got like a 153 was the closest I got to it. But like what, at one hour, 53 minutes. No, a minute and 53 seconds. Oh, 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 oh. And it takes 10. I think it takes 10 minutes for someone, a regular person to get down it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's like a Canyon road. What's the fastest you ever went? Like on the road, any car, like on a track even. Oh, 180 around there. But that was on a, a place in Mexico. 
That was in Mexico. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. How difficult has it been to film with Funk Bros with your brother living here and you living in Texas? Um, it hasn't been like too, too hard because uh, he has his family now and he's been focusing on some other things that he's been enjoying more than he's been enjoying YouTube. He's been doing it for a long time. And so I think he might be just be burnt out on the whole, you know, cycle of just doing the same thing over and over. And I've kind of loved it, but it's not too hard. He just kind of flies in and kind of is a part of everybody every once in a while. So it's been pretty good. I like it so far. Uh, your uncle now? Yeah. If anything, it helps our brother-like relationship instead of our business relationship. So we get to hang out as brothers more than business partners. Did so you guys ever lose yourselves as being brothers and focus more on just being business? See, that would be hard because then I wouldn't notice it, right? If we lost each other, then, like, would I notice it? Or, I mean, kind of, you know. I think, I think I did a little, but, I mean, I went back and forth, you know. If, uh, I, f I feel like it's better now. Like it's easier just to like talk to him and connect with him more because we only connected really mostly like at the skate park and doing the same things. We always did the same things our entire life. So when we're not doing the same thing, it's kind of like we don't connect as much. So that's what I like doing YouTube with him so much. Cause we're like, Oh, we connect again doing this thing, you know? So that's pretty cool. I like connecting with on that. Yeah. You're an uncle. You have a girlfriend. Yeah. I just got married. Yeah. Relationships are cool. Do you ever want a family? Yeah, of course. I just, I'm very, like, the way I think, I'm very, like, think future tense, analytically, things like that. So it's interesting to hear people say certain things. Um, and sometimes uh, they're different for me. And I, I don't know, I just, I think really, like, far into the future and stuff like that. Um, like, how far? like like 50 60 years like oh far, super like, far yeah, like stupid far like i'll think about even like for like youtube and stuff like that i'm like oh what's my exit plan like, like when you're like, 60 well the thing is is i you can do wheelchair stuff i can wheelchair no, i can't but going off the ramp yeah as an old man yeah i can no i actually can't i haven't done that yet um <laughs> what, what, what was i gonna say i think uh just like the youtube thing i got i got burned not learning how to run a business and so I was like, damn, I really, if I thought like further ahead at that time in my life, I would have been so much further I am now. So it's like, now I'm just like, okay, well, I really want to make sure everything's like good because like my future kids, I want them to be happy. I want them to be in a place they're at. I want them to grow up like being as free will as possible and, and growing up being loved and, and nurtured and, you know, all that, you know? And so with what your question was implying of like when is marriage, I guess like, I don't know, I just... When things feel right, I guess when things like, like right now, she lives in LA and I live in uh, Texas. And right now we haven't really found like a, where do you want to live and where do I want to live? And does that resonate for with both of us? But then do kids even want to grow up there? And then is this where we want to be at? And then how will our parents be able to see, like each other's parents be able to see the grandkids? Like, so I'm thinking about like, okay, do they want to go to school here? Do the grandparents, can they see it? You know, I'm thinking about all that stuff, you know? You know, is, is the house I'm building now just a summer house or is it the main house? You know, and then how is my exit plan to get out of that with, you know, the mortgage also being paid? And then, you know, where am I still going to be working at that time or am I not? You know, you know, because I still do want to be working from time to time because I feel I, I think about this stuff a lot. But I want my kids to still want to spend time with me, but know that my time is still like I'm away. I'm not always there, but I'm there because then 
if you're there all the time, they don't cherish the time as much. But if you're away all the time, then they want really badly. So it's like, a, oh, I think life is all about balance. I think about it a little bit too much, but I think it's, it's not bad. I just think about it for like, how would I do that? Oh, that's how I do it. And then I just like move on to another thought in my head. You mentioned earlier that you got burned. Can you yeah. go into that a little more? Like business-wise? Like, yeah, like I was saying earlier, like I had someone else run the whole entire business. And then when they kind of like, they didn't leave. It was just kind of like they got someone else ready for it. And they and then they're like, okay, everything's running good now. And they left. And I would jump in and be like, oh, why are you doing stuff like this? Let's do it like this instead. And then they do that and then things would start changging or you like know, more smoothly or they no that like uh, they like it, like the ball was dropped on like certain things that needed to get done and we were set up great. Right. And I guess it was more of like, well, why wasn't I paying attention from when things were running well? Like, why am I trying to change things? Because maybe like I thought, well, why are we doing like that? Maybe if we did like this, would it run better? And I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. And then things like got messed up. But our situation was so different too. like us not being in a house at that time and us traveling remotely filming YouTube videos, which is very different for us. We would always do stuff at the house and build something cool. Um, I just learned a lot in that area of like, wow, I just really don't know what to do here. Like, I really don't know. But also I didn't have anything for myself to, to like fix it. I didn't have the capacity to do that at that time. And now you think you have more clarity. I have a lot more clarity. I feel like it's, uh, not any, not everyone just wakes up and just has to go run their business. They either go into their job or I, I, I don't know. I can't assume what other people are doing, but I feel like, you know, most people are going to their job. They're not like trying to make the job. Um, and I, I guess I realized that one morning I'm like, well, not everyone has to do this. This is why this is so hard. You know, there isn't just like a, I mean, there may be like a biz, like a business school to go through to learn about business stuff, but like to learn how to teach employees and knowing how to put processes in so they can get their stuff done and knowing that things are done on time or they come in, they don't know what to do that. They know to tell them how to teach them what to do. So when they come in, they just know what to do immediately. So teaching that and, and doing all that is very interesting. Like looking at profit or loss, like I've never really done that like a lot. Did you really care to do that though? Or were you more of the creative? I didn't know is something I, I had to, I know that sounds crazy, but like, that's just what I'm saying. Like, I wish like I was pushed out of the nest earlier. So I was like, Oh, whoa, this is really important. I think we should hit me harder because understanding like how much money is going in, how much money is going out makes you care about more of like, Oh, should I, do I really need to buy this thing that I want to buy or should I just not? And then put it to the side for taxes or other things that are more important, like investing it into other things, which I have I've, like, luckily my dad put my stuff into investments, but, if I were to do that, then I would learn about investments. So now I'm learning about them later than I learned about them earlier, you know? So if like I went through the process of learning and understanding that more, maybe I would have caught on to it and have been able to apply myself under those better. Right. Yeah. What would you say are some of the biggest purchases you ever made for your channel? Buying 10,000, well, a waste of money. Yeah. Biggest like, waste. Like a waste or like kind of like, Okay, so the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was $10,000 worth of packing peanuts where we filled an entire house of packing peanuts. And I mean, like, all the way to the top. Like, it was stupid. It was stupid how much packing peanuts. We had three semi-trucks drop off packing peanuts to our house, and we uh, we spent money on that. Did you make the money back from the video? We made, like, a couple of videos about it, but I think we broke even on it. 
so it's just like oh we did it and it was just like so oh my god that was so bad that was so bad <laughs> when you do that it's a lot of cleanup everything every corner crack nook is just full of packing peanuts do you think there's still some there now probably yeah i've i swear to god they're like underneath the cabinets in the kitchen or like somewhere deep inside of that house there's definitely still packing peanuts what else um that i spent a lot of money on that was stupid because i think that's the beauty of youtube especially when you're really growing and you're getting that boom of people it's like Oh, people love that $10,000 peanuts. Let's get $10,000 worth of whoopee cushions. Yeah. Like, it just, like, triggers, like, another one and another one and another one. Yeah, I think those were really worth it because that was, like, brand longevity, too. But right now is what I'm focusing on is not spending money on perishable items. So, like, not buying things that will deteriorate and go out over time. So, like, my goal is to buy things that will hold value or add value. And I guess, like, that applies more to, like, my personal channel where I like, well, I want to buy cars that I can keep instead of like buying fireworks that explode and then you don't have them anymore. Like, yes, I want to still do those things, but not every video is going to be focused or tailored to that. And that's something I'm learning like more now than ever. Have you always been into cars? Yes, I have. I, I have like about like six years ago. About, about then is when I got into them and when I was like kind of not getting out of scootering, but more of just like, okay, this hurts. I can't do it as much and I can't enjoy it like I used to. Because I feel like I've done everything and traveled everywhere doing it. Yeah. Which is interesting, traveling everywhere all over the world for which, scootering. What's your dream car? Oh, that's such a hard one. I would just say something, if anything, like in the Porsche area, but mostly I would say a Corvette ZR1. Those I I, I love Corvettes for too many reasons. I had a Corvette for a couple of years. Which Corvette? Mm, Stingray. Oh, okay. So it, you had the... Arctic Gray. It was like a 20... 2016? Mm, yeah, it was the last one right before they changed the body type. Yeah. and I loved it. The screen that goes down and you can put your stuff in. Yep. Oh, I loved nice. it, but I also hated it because especially in LA, it's a hard top. So you have to manually take off the roof and put it in the trunk. Yeah. Which is not ideal when you're going through LA and then you don't know where you're going and there's crazy homeless people throwing shit. Yeah. It, it's just not ideal. So that's why I have the Z4 now because it's a automatic top yeah so i can easily close it and open it in 10 seconds wow yeah no i that car is my favorite car by far like like a corvette is the most sexiest economical friendly car to any person and the sportiest so you can go in and grab 100 groceries you can use it as a truck i mean the back of it is so big like me and my girlfriend went on a road trip with my dog and she laid in the back the whole time and it's a full-size, like, golden retriever just laying in the back. And it's, like, such an awesome car. Like, if you did that with a Ferrari or Lamborghini, probably wouldn't be good. Like, imagine your motor blows in a Corvette compared to a Lamborghini. It's a 60000 no, sorry, $100,000 motor on a Lamborghini. And then a Corvette is, like, a $6,000 motor. So it's, like, you get to have something just as fast as a Lamborghini, just as cool, just as sporty, sexy-looking. But now it's, like, economical. And it's good on gas mileage, too. Cause it goes on like the eco mode or whatever. Yeah. And it's manual. And I personally like manual. And I think most people do that. Our car guys would enjoy a manual car over an auto, which yeah. is really cool. What would you say is one of your favorite YouTube videos you ever did? Oh, my favorite YouTube video I've ever done. Filming came out great. Idea was executed perfectly. Maybe the right people were there at the right time. Dude, I filmed over a thousand videos. So it's so hard to think about like, this was the best video. 
I feel like recently it's been really, really nice with the videos that I have. So I say like right now is like the new prime in my life. You know, when there's like those moments where you're like, this moment is awesome, right? I feel like for me, that area, if you look up uh, last to stop running on treadmill wins or whatever, I did a video like that. And that's when like Mr. Beast was coming in. Everybody was like Mr. Beastification, right? And everyone started doing Mr. Beast like videos. But this was like ext more extreme, right? And we put it on top of like this scaffolding tower. So it's like two, three stories tall. And if you run and you fall off, you fall into a pool. And so that was like super fun to film. And I really enjoyed that. Um, so that video, um, that video was like, I would say like one of like a really, really fun video because like we didn't plan it like that, like well enough to where it was fun and spontaneous, but we at least set it up good enough for us to like jump in and like have fun. We're like, well, we're just gonna see what happened. And it like literally flowed perfectly for it to be like that perfect YouTube type video. Cause like, you watch YouTube to people just see them just do what they're doing and it didn't feel like a scripted or like a thing like video like that, which I don't script them, but it just, you know, some videos just feel like a little bit too like staged, just played out in like a too like perfect way where this one was just so spontaneous. It was fun for that reason. What ideas did you not film, but you really wanted to do? So all the ideas that I really wanted to film and then did were on my personal. So like they're ideas that I really wanted to do. Um, this one was really funny, but this was at a time where we're like, oh, we had to be special with our brand awareness stuff. You had to be like, like be careful with our brands, like stuff like that. But like getting a Bluetooth speaker and then uh, like getting a Bluetooth speaker and then getting uh, giving the speaker to someone and then playing like stuff you're not supposed to. Oh, that's funny. And then just like running, like walking away. Like that's something we thought of like I think like five or six years ago. And it was so funny, but like our audience back then were like younger kids. Now they're older, but like that would be, that was like a really funny thing, but I feel like that time has passed. But that was like one thing that popped up with a video that we like, I was like, damn, I can't believe I can't, I can't do that. That was really funny. Yeah. But yeah, it's super funny. Um, But any other videos that I want to film? Yeah, that's pretty, any other videos that I probably wanted to film were just on my channel. Right. So it's like going down the hill, the tunnels or like turning a whole moving truck into a pool like the entire thing, which was pretty cool. Can you go back into the going through the tunnels? Cause that's still just mind blowing to me. Yeah. You walk through it to make sure that it's safe at first. Yeah. So like to get to the top of it, you have to like walk down from the bottom. Oh. So like we throw all like the cars down and then we walk through the tunnel. And then once you come out, you see it. Like we, a long time ago, me and my brother were like riding around to like, Oh, can we ride our scooters through this or whatever? So we would like ride through these tunnels and we would find this and we're like, Oh, that's cool. And so like we just left it. And then a year later, I was like, oh, I could take those cars down it. And I was like, oh, let's take them. So I like walked up the tunnel, cleared the rocks, and then just went down it. And I have full, had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I walked down it for a while, too, and know that I'm not going to hit anything. Yeah. But, yeah, that stuff is pretty fun. Unreal. What's next for you? Obviously, Rush Park. Yeah. But what are you focusing on? Fixing the water slide? Yeah. What's next for me is fixing the water slide, I would say the mega ramp and all that stuff. And then kind of figuring out like what my two year and five year plan would be. Like, where do I see myself then? I feel like that that's a big goal for me right now is to kind of come up with my plan. Cause I don't have a, a full bulletproof plan right now. Right now it's just like, well, let's move to Texas and hope this works. And now I'm like, okay, well it's kind of working. So maybe I should come up with a plan now. Yeah. You know, like now I'm just like, Oh, things are doing well. You should like get ready for this because before you didn't, you just just like, oh, things are doing well. Keep filming. 
But now it's like, no, don't keep filming. Come up with like Q4 and Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. You know, when your breaks, when are you going to go and take time off? What what are your videos going to be titled a year from now or whatever? Like, like really think about those things. But like Rush Park going to unfold in a certain way. And I want to be ready for what those videos might be titled in the thumbnail for people to want to watch them as I'm starting to understand my brand. But I'm also, you know, wanting them to be this, the, in, the most interesting videos they can be to the audience. Like, but having like a vague plan of knowing how I'm going to get from A, where I'm at, to, to Z, where my plan overall is to end up at, you know? Did you fly out to Texas to see the house before you bought it? Yeah, I flew out twice. And did you fall in love with it right away? The first time I did, but I was also like, no, this is no way. Because like I flew to like, I think 15 different states. Cause it wasn't just Texas. I flew, I looked up specifically what the, uh, what I was looking for. So I looked up like a certain amount of acres pond and then a somewhat newly built house. Cause I didn't want an old house again. I didn't want to run into problems and like have unexpected issues. And then at that point this house popped up and I was like, ah, oh, it's too expensive. And then six months go by and they dropped the place. And I was like, oh, it's still a lot. And so then I would I went and looked at it. I was like, oh, this house is so good. And I was like, if it was 45 minutes closer, I would get it. But I was like, it's really 45 minutes is what's going to make this a make or break. I'm like, why not just get something that's just a little bit further of a drive? And so I went for it and got it. So now I'm here. Do you like living in Texas? Yeah, I like I like living in a spot with that much freedom. Right. It's crazy to be able to walk in your backyard and just shoot a gun in like your yard of 30 acres. Like, I guess the reason why I say it like that is because no one can do that. You know, like, no, like shooting a gun at all is just like, okay. I can do it here. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I can go outside and just go do it. Yeah, I love that. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to be on the news, then yeah. But you won't be on the news doing it out there. Yeah. Um, But I guess that's like what really changes it. Like, I can walk out my backyard and just pee. No one, nope, no one will see me. No one, like, I guess it's funny to say because like. Being in the middle of nowhere, having your own land, having and doing whatever you want is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Cool. What's What are your goals? What are, What What do you want? Like, what is your end all goal? Or I want this to be the biggest podcast really? in L in L A. Really. But I want to be be able to DM everybody. Yeah. And I don't care if they know me, but I want them to see the page and be like, Yeah, I'd love to. How about this? How about after I get off this podcast, I DM someone for you that you might want to reach out to. Maybe I have a contact too. Down. That'd be sick. Yeah, I'd love that. Like having it, having the person that you see be the next contact to the next person you can oh, have a contact. That'd with. be so sick. Yeah, have that be the connect. Okay. That's right. Right now, my bigger, my biggest thing is like series. Is like you're having a podcast like this, right? But then imagine in the podcast, you're like, hey, do you know anybody that you think that would like to be on this, right? Well, you're not pushing it on them. You're just like, hey, like, you know. Help a brother out, I guess, like in a way, not in a bad way, but like, I feel like that's what everyone should be like doing in a way, like, like helping each other out. Cause yeah. like, why, why not? It only is going to make things better for everyone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that'd be sick. And then they'll only find out by watching what the next one's going to be. Oh, I love that. You know? So now they have to watch the next one. Like, you have oh, to tune in. One? Hit subscribe. Yeah. Or else. Yeah. If you don't subscribe, I'm going to freaking shoot a gun in your backyard. Yeah. Well, that's the other <laughs> thing. I always wanted that gold plaque. Yeah. And my main channel has 700,000 subscribers and then I like plateaued. Okay. Are you posting shorts? Not on my main, but on my podcast I am. Post shorts nonstop. Just repost everything right now. Like, you know how TikTok was in 2020? Yeah. That's how shorts is. So just post on shorts like that. Like hire someone, $15 an hour. Here's all my stuff. 
post it every day, you'll be at a million in like two months, three months. How many are you doing a day? Once a day, I think. Okay, that's what I'm doing on my, my pod channel now. Yeah. I just I just have someone just posting every day. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I just I just deem it really important because if you A wanna grow or A wanna get a lot of views or getting recommended, like it's the one number one thing that's gonna help you. Right. I think one thing too is like I put them all in a category of like things to focus on. So there's like collabs, merchandise. Uh, let me think. Collabs, merchandise, um, ideation, uh, partnerships, like brand deals and stuff like that. I think you should have like at least two of them in one video. I think I've got a list of like five things. I'm going to pull it up. But I think like having those things in your podcast or like focusing on doing those things like part series, you know, how they connect. I think it's going to be the healthiest thing and like focus on like your growth more than anything else. Oh, I love that. So, all right. So here it is. So sponsors, ideas. Espanol, vertical merch, collabs, like Patreon and members and stuff like that, right? Did you say Espanol? Yeah, Espanol. So like, like Spanish? Different languages, channels. Oh. So imagine going like five languages with your podcast, right? That would help. Or you did vertical content for all of it. Or you did merchandise for something that had to do, right? It's just another stream. Uh, it's not a stream of like income. It's a stream of growth, right? So collabs. So this all podcasts are collabs. I mean, they could be or they couldn't be. You could have a podcast with you know, someone that maybe asks you all the questions or something like that, right? Someone to host it for you. Um, sponsors. So, um, like, someone that sponsors this would help further. Maybe you get to a guest that maybe might cost you money to do it. Like, hey, I actually, not going to lie, had to pay for this guy to come on. But I really wanted to get this. I think it would be really interesting for you. And I had a bunch of questions that I felt people commented in the last video that or the podcast he was in and, and I couldn't get them. Or they didn't get that answered. So, we're going to answer that in these videos. Right. They imagine how much your fans would love that you would do that. Like, wow, he actually spent money to get this person on here so we can ask these questions so we could find this out. Like, that would be cool. Right. And then uh, sponsors ideas like having new ideas, like new ways to connect. Like for this, it's a podcast. So it's like there isn't really many ideas. But what ideas can you do inside of it that will further the next podcast? So making like a part series like, oh, this person is going to do this. Like I've seen some people where like they kind of force it. And I've been like really focusing on like, well, how can I naturally do this? Right. And it's really natural for someone just to kind of like, like ask the question, like, who do you think I should have on next? That I think that would be so much furthering for the channel or whatever. Like, all right, well, I'm going to hit them up. Or like, could you help me hit them up? Right. Um, so I feel like that would be really health healthy for the channel. Who do you think I should have on next? I don't know. Not yet. I don't. Uh, Stone Cold I, I wanna Steve see Austin. Who, I want to see who you want on here. Um but I don't know if it's someone from like action sports or someone from the YouTube world. Oh, I love action for, sports. Yeah, anything that's like. There, well, do, you, do you remember that show? I think it was on VH1, but it followed three skateboarders or three BMXers, and they were pro. And one was Twitch, and I don't remember the other two guys. But that was one of my favorite shows. But it followed their BMX life. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I remember just Robin Big. Like I never his, watched that one. Yeah, because Robin Big was uh was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it matters. Like, are you trying to? So, are you trying to niche in down into your community? Like, are you like what's your focus on growth? Like, do you want to grow as being like someone that just podcasts everyone or podcasts specific people that it's about like YouTubers? Like, like I guess there's more of a focus of like. I'd have to. I, I'm. I'm having to, now. I'm trying to think about how podcasts. I'm looking at podcasts differently now. I'm trying to think about like, well, what's the goal of what people are trying to listen to? Like, I'll listen to entrepreneur people because they're going to talk about entrepreneurial stuff, right? And yours is more of an entertainment. Would you say? 
both. I want everything. You want everything. I really want everything and everybody and anything that I find interesting where I can pull information from. What kind of information, though? Information about the specific person? Yeah, and just how they got to where they are. So do you think if you only talk about people and about them and their information, their their viewers are only going to come for them? But if you ask people about a conversation between both of you, they're going to come for you, stay for you, and stay and watch for the other person. I think it's the the second thing you said, to find yeah. that balance of the things that I find interesting are what the audience is tuning in for, in that sense. Okay, so you, so you, you said they're going to find what's interesting is going to be for the person that you're interviewing and yourself. Yeah, because— Do you feel if you ask more questions that have to do with you having to answer them too, would that feel like— it would bring you more into the conversation. Like instead of it just being just an interview on me, like if, if there were questions that like maybe I had with I had for you too, that would make it more of like a back and forth, right? A hundred percent, but I don't think a lot of the guests care necessarily to ask. Well, maybe you got to try to trick them into asking or whatever, you know? Like right. for instance, like I watch, like, like I sometimes do and don't watch like another podcast because of the person that, they're interviewing but also then i do watch them because i also like watching them too so getting that audience to not only watch the person they clicked on to watch for but also then to enjoy that i think that would be a a whole furthering aspect to the podcast i'm sorry say that one more time at the end so because i'm i'm just I'm, i'm i'm looking at it from an outside perspective and then seeing it so you want them you want the viewers to watch your podcast but also watch the podcast for the person they're clicking on and watch it for, for you me. too. Yes. Right. So not just for the person they click. Like, yes, it is for them, but it's like, oh, I also, I, this is very interesting, but they care to hear what you say too. I think that's where my line of questioning comes in, which I'm learning that a lot of people really enjoy is how deep into the person yeah. that I'm able to really like be knowledgeable of. Yeah. Like because the co-host's job is very important for them to come up with the right questions for it to be interesting for the person that they're actually interviewing because then they'll respect you like, oh, he actually came up with some good questions there. Right. I like that one, right? So I think that's cool. Yeah. This is, very... cool. this is like that post-podcast conversation that yeah. you normally have after, but we're still going, which I think is awesome. Yeah. No, I like I like thinking about stuff like this because it's, it's, it's what I feel like I didn't do before and what I, what I feel like I should be doing now. Because um, you were just so go, go, go. I think I was just living my life, which was the best. It's like the. It's like if I ever had a college, if I ever had college years, that would have been it. Like I was just like, oh, I'm just partying, right? Which I don't drink or smoke, but that was the time I was just like, I'm just having fun, and it was a really great time to live in my life. But now it's time to like buck up and like get stuff done. Can I actually have one of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it water? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Oh hell yeah! I give you your first sip of alcohol. Cheers, brother. I'm kidding. No, no, that's water. You don't know liquid death? No, I do. I'm just like, you said it, so I like had to sniff it. I've never drank once in my life. That's sick. Never. That's really cool. You just never had the urge? Um, My parents have been sober for like 30 years, so there's, you know, they just gave me the opportunity to like do what I wanted. They said, hey, well, I drank, and this is what happened to me, and it was bad, but it could be different for you, but I don't think so. I mean, I was addicted to it for a long time and was blackout drunk for a couple months straight, and my mom was like, oh, yeah. You know, we've been sober for so long, but I mean, I don't think you should. It's really bad. You know, it's nothing good comes from it, I would say, like not in a mean way to anybody else that drinks. But for people that couldn't control it, nothing good comes from it. Then smoking, too. Yeah, it just wasn't a good decision. I mean, there's things to do and things not to do in your life. 
I think. Just, is your brother sober? Yes, he's sober. I mean, he's not like not sober. We've just never done it. Both of you've never done it. Yeah, like it was just more of just like a like a it was a choice. It was a choice to make early. It was like, hey, these are bad to do. Are you gonna do it? It's like, well, it was kind of easy to make. Like you just made it blunt and clear. It's black and white. It's good or it's bad for you. So it's like if it's bad, then why would I do it? So it just made other options in life easier too. Like, oh, do I want to eat this junk food all the time? It's like, well, do I want to feel like crap? No. All right, then don't eat it. Like it's just that simple. It was just superly, just super easy to make a decision on that. Yeah, you don't really care about sweets. Not too much. Like. Every once in a while when I'm like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't really care too much. That's sick. Yeah. I don't care about eating is just fuel for me. So I only, I only enjoy very few things. Like for me, like a Waba grill or like a, Love a Waba grill. or a flame broiler. They don't have it in Texas. And so. What's flame broiler? Same thing as Waba grill. Oh, okay. Just like McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah. It's the same thing. Oh, I never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just like, just different. Interesting. Walmart and Target. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if anybody wants to help open up one of those out in Texas, I want to open one up because there is nothing out there. And I feel like there's such a market for it out there. Uh, I'd love to open one of those. That'd be sick. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming out. Of course. Everything's going to be linked down below. Go check out uh, both your YouTube channels. Yeah. And what else? Anything else? on the horizon besides the water park let's find out who your next guest is going to be Ooh. come on let's figure it out all right who do we who do we want tony hawk oh that would be interesting wait you have his number uh no but i it's i don't think it'd be the hardest bob burnquist any of those guys tony hawk would be the best for sure yeah i you well what i would gauge it is how many podcasts have you done before 200 no sorry 186 no uh tony hawk Oh, how many has he done before? Yes. So I would look at it like that. Like, okay. Look Who does podcasts? Well, if he's done like 10 of them, then he's like, okay, well, maybe it might be harder to get him on because he's done a lot. But he's only done like one or two. And he's like, oh, I'm getting invited again. Sure, I'll go for it. I think it wouldn't be – I think it, it's more likely that you're going to get people that don't do them quite often. I mean, I shoot I shoot out to everybody. Yeah, we'll just find, we'll just find the next like super extreme person. I think Ryan Williams would be really good to get on here. Even I don't know, if you know who he is. He he's won X Games gold medal like five times. That would be sick. Even like people who've like the Red Bull um, crew. Yeah, people who are like jumping out of the atmosphere. Yeah, parachuting down. I would love to talk to them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Pasha is really cool, and then Ryan Williams, I think, would be really good to have on here. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make oh, it yeah. happen. Yeah. No, let's make it happen. Cool. Thanks for coming by. No, thank you for having me. All right. My weights out. Hell cool. yeah. Thank you. That'd be so. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.